This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's Friday night. It's the preview show. It's the No Name Ever Podcast. Hello and welcome to the preview show brought to you by the No Name Never Podcast. I'm your host Natalie Bromley, but joining me is the main man himself, the headliner of the preview show, Dave Statman Roberts. Dave, how are you, sir? Hello, Natalie. I'm uh, very well, and we have a guest with us this week as well. We do. This is getting into a bit of a regular habit. Our little cosy <laughs> little um, little uh, preview show families keeps being interrupted by known and ever team members. We have got, it's not Tom this time, it's young George. George, welcome. Preview show debut. Evening to you both. I know I feel like I've infiltrated uh, something new here. You I've, have. I've jumped, I've jumped shit from the main podcast. <laughs> it is, it's what it is. That's, that's true now. I think that's probably by the end of the season we'll get cameos by all of the all of Team None and everyone here. Um, we have got George on again because, and, and I'm sure regular listeners will forgive us from this, none of us at all had the appetite, quite frankly, to record an hour-long um, analysis of the West Brom game. It was... A very difficult watch, and it was a difficult result to take in many respects as well. And I think what we decided to do instead was doing a little bit of a merger again, like we have been doing, and get George on to talk about um, some initial reaction to that West Brom game as we look ahead to the next Premier League fixture. But before we do that, we of course have a quiz question that we need to give you an answer to. Um, at the end of the West Brom preview show, Dave asked you. Burnley's last league win over West Brom at Turf Moor was in a championship game in August 2007. But who scored the winning goal with a second half penalty? Now, George, without giving the answer away, did you know this? Yeah, so spoilers. I, I looked I looked at the question just before we started recording and I wrapped my, I wrapped my brain back and I'm remembering because it was just before, like a season or two before I could have a regular season ticket. So I remember all I used to do is like refresh BBC Sport and there's always a certain player who used to just bag for fun in those days. There was. Uh, and, it, and it was that player. Dave, who was it? Uh, the correct answer, which George did get right. And uh, also you, with a bit of prompting, got right when we uh, did it the after the show. Um, Andy Gray was the uh, correct answer. 
Indeed. Dave, you always seem to completely drop me in it. I always like, can I just, talk, can I just lie to our listeners and say, yeah, Bromley got it first time. <laughs> they wouldn't Instead believe like, me. <laughs> Bromley got it after 45 guesses when she'd gone <clears> through <throat> the entire team. Um, who, who out of our listeners did get the answers right then, Dave? Uh, well, we had correct answers from uh, Adrian Caton, uh, Stanhill Claret, David Entwistle, and also John Robertson. And they all managed to avoid the little red herring we'd thrown in there because Burnley did sign Graham Alexander uh, shortly after this match and he'd gone to become the club's regular penalty taker. Um, so if anyone else got that right and avoided the red herring, then uh, well done. I know, Dave trying to sneak in some little crazy stats there. But yeah, that was a good question and well done to everybody got it right. Now, of course, we are going to be giving you another quiz question at the end of this preview show. So hang fire, listen in and... Dave will let us know what he's going to set us for this week's homework. Um, but before we go on to talk about where we're here for previewing next fixture, George, let's let's start with you. Um, where, goodness, where do we start with that West West Ham West Ham game, West Brom game? Pretty disappointing afternoon all round, really. I know you were particularly deflated by the end of that game. Yeah, I think it, you just sometimes you have to separate the the match from the rest of the season because just. In terms of the match alone, you you just watch it and you're you against your team in a relegation zone. Andrew against 10 men and you're just thinking, we really should be winning this. So it was just such a disappointing performance to watch and it was really lacklustre, to be honest. Um, but, but then obviously as the, as the weekend passes and you sort of think about it and you look at the table again, it becomes an OK result. In the, in the grand scheme of things, it's not the end of the world. Do you do you think it is an okay result? Because I, and I'll tell you for why. And, and and this is what's bothering me a little bit about this point. A couple of, a couple of games ago, we were eleven points clear of relegation, and we were looking relatively comfortable. And we had two home games: one one against West Brom and one against Fulham back to back. Both of whom are really struggling and look to the world on paper that they're going to go down. And we got two points out of a possible six. And actually, if you if you throw Brighton into the mix as well, that's three points out of a possible nine at home. And George, we've got five really horrible fixtures coming up now. And I'm not entirely sure that a draw was enough. Yeah, it was nice back then when we'd beaten Liverpool, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was, that, that, those, those were some good days. And everything was optimistic. Uh, but no, no I think... I get where you're coming from and it, there is some worrying fixtures coming up and at the end of the day we should have been beating teams like Fulham, West Brom, Brighton uh, but we haven't uh, and we're now in a situation where we're sort of looking over our shoulders and the Fulham result wasn't a good one but I, I'm just I have a real confidence that with Dice we just won't go down again like unless things get really bad with the squad which you know they were coming to and that's why we changed owners but I, I just have a confidence. We, we we pick up a couple of odd results here and there. I, I'm sure we'll be fine at the end of the day. And every point's important. So better to get the one point than you know concede a silly a silly late goal or something against West Brom. Yeah, I, I get that. I, I do completely get that, George. And I think that's the main thing. You know, I think some of the things that we've talked about was just making sure that we didn't just go too silly and end up losing the game. But I, I just. The gap's down down to six points, and if Fulham manage to get themselves a couple of wins, and we've got these horrific games, I just I'm not entirely sure that that we're going to do it. I mean, Dave, I guess if if we take the assumption that Burnley, this Burnley side, always seem to get themselves some bonus points from somewhere, out of the next five fixtures, can you identify any of them games where you think we might pick up the bonus win or a bonus draw? 
Um, it's going to be tough. Well, come to it. We're going to have a tough game on uh, on Sunday against Spurs, and we know that the runner games is a tough one. We've got uh, Arsenal, who you know we've beaten Arsenal down there. Why can't we go and get a win against Turf Moor? It's been a while since we've beaten them there. Um, I think we're going to get a win and a draw from somewhere. Certainly, these next four games, if we get four Who points from. from the- who, who from? Come on, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold you to this because I think I think I think your I think your suspicions are right, Dave. I think we'll get a bonus point, but I want I'm gonna pin you down to what game you think we'll get him. Do you need a refresher to what games we've got? Uh, so no, we've I know we're playing, but yeah, refresh everyone else's memory. Yeah, just bear with me a second. So we have got in the next uh, the next game. So we've obviously we've got Spurs coming up next. Tottenham, Spurs Leicester, away. Arsenal. Yeah, Leicester at home. Then we've got... Oh, crikey, what's going on here? My thing's just collapsed. It's taking me to Google Maps. This is this is not what we want, Google. I want Berlin fixtures. I don't want Google Maps. What are you doing? So, yeah, we've got Spurs, which I don't think we'll get anything. Leicester at home, that's... Do you think we'll get anything from that, Dave? Uh, I think we might get a point, yeah. So you think Leicester's a point, and then we've got... Yeah. Who else have we got coming up? Arsenal at home and then Everton away. Okay, Arsenal at home might be one. Okay, I'll give you that one. So if we do, if we maybe look at Leicester and Arsenal, that would that would, that would be fine. But again, George, the problem is, and what we what we're worried about here is just is the goals again. Like we never really looked like we were going to breach either Fulham or uh, well, certainly Fulham we did once, but certainly not West Brom's. We never really looked like we were scoring, and it it feels horrendous. And we've got more and more injuries again. I, I'm, I just, I'm not as, I guess I'm not feeling as warm and comfortable as you lot are that we're going to survive. Yeah, I, on them fixtures, I think we'll beat Leicester. I, I think we'll definitely, uh, being at home as well, um, they've just lost in the Europa League, I believe, tonight. Uh, you know, they've been on good form all season, but at some point they have to stumble. Yeah. Perhaps now this could be their sort of period. I, I think the, the scoring thing's always been an issue when we've been in the Premier League. And we always say it, but at the end of the day, we always find a result here and there. Like the, the Crystal Palace away, 3-0. Who, who would have predicted that before yeah, the game? And, and yet we pulled it out of the bag. And, and you know, maybe these run, of re- these run of fixtures, we were never going to score a lot against them anyway. So if we can keep it tight for these fixtures, grab the odd result and get the injured players back for when we've got the likes of Newcastle and Southampton after these runner games. Yeah, you know, that's true. Maybe... If if we were to have players injured, this would be the block where get it out the way now and then bring them back for the, the, the games we really have to win. Yeah, and I guess we've still got to play Fulham again before the end of the season and we have got some winnable games towards the end of the season. And I think, Dave, you'll obviously have a handle on this as well. It's all very well worrying about our next five fixtures, but Fulham's particular, their fixture list is horrific, isn't it? I mean, yeah, they've won a couple of games now and uh, that's helped them out, but uh, they'd only won a couple of games in total before then. So, um, you know, I don't think they're going to miraculously turn into uh, Manchester City overnight, are they? So um, there is that you can't, psychologically when they win a couple of games and the gaps close, then, you know, you, you, you're tense. But I'm not sure that's going to continue. I'm very surprised if that continues. Yeah, well, we'll see where we get to with that. Um, I guess the final thoughts from you, um, George, I guess the sending off particularly, do you think, it, I know we talked about this before we went on, do you think if that's, I, I personally thought the, the sending off was a little bit harsh. I know, Dave, you were, you very were very clear with this before we went on air, that it, it is a red card by the letter of the law. I'm not entirely sure I want that to be a red card. I think a booking's probably enough. Um, but, George, do you think that sending off maybe 
was a detriment to the game rather than helping us? Didn't we have won if we'd have had 11? I think, yeah, for sure, for sure, to be honest, because I think over the past few years, we've, we've got a track record of not performing too well against 10 men. And, and I think it was a really a game where with 11 v 11, it had been a, a good contest. But when they went down to 10, it just gave them all the excuse they needed to really sit back and really become compact rather than go for the win. So it probably did, you know, serve as a detriment to our chances of winning. But I, I was glad to see Dyche come out after the game and say we were rubbish, essentially. Um, Talking you know, as well. One of them days yeah. And yeah, exactly, both of them. So both Talks and Dyche came out and were proper honest about it, which you don't always see. Um, no. So hopefully we'll see a reaction from the players at the weekend now after that. Yeah, fingers crossed. Like I say, provided that we can get some players back. Opposition stats. Um, well, let's have a look at that game then of the weekend, Dave, and let's dive straight into the preview show because that is, of course, what we are here for. We're uh, we're here to have a look at the next one. Let's forget about what's in the past because we can't do anything about that now, and let's look ahead. And we are, of course, previewing Tottenham Hotspur away from home, which is on Sunday, the twenty eighth of February, two pm kickoff, live on Sky Sports. Dave, why don't you kick us off with giving us the recent history of this fixture? Uh, yeah, well, Burnley have travelled to play an away fixture against Spurs on seven occasions since our promotion to the Premier League in 2009. Uh, six of those were Premier League games, and there was also an FA Cup third round replay in 2015. Uh, we've yet to come away with a win in any of those recent meetings, and as well as losing that FA Cup replay in 2015, uh, we've lost five of the six Premier League games and drawn just one of them. Uh, these matches have taken place at three different places, uh, White Hart Lane, um, at Wembley Stadium, and also the, uh, when well, sorry, Wembley Stadium when the new stadium construction was taking place in its later phases, and then more recently at the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Um, our only point in these recent games was at Wembley, and that was in August 2017, uh, when new signing Chris Wood came off the bench to score a late equaliser. Uh, that match finished 1-1. Uh, last season's meeting is mentioned in our next section, and you won't need more than one guest to know whether it was the highlight or the low light. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. I've got a funny feeling that this is not going to be that comfortable a preview show. Highlights and low lights. Uh, well, why don't we delve straight into that section then, Dave, and let's start with that low light. Come on, hit, hit us with it. Uh, yeah, we thought we'd get the low light out of the way first again this week, as we have been doing recently. Uh, there have been two recent 5-0 defeats to choose from, from our Premier League visits to play Spurs. And although the heavy defeat in September 2009 was a harsh lesson, early in our very first Premier League campaign, uh, we've chosen last season's meeting, which was also a 5-0 defeat, and one which was definitely an off day for the Clarets. Uh, Hung Min Sun's goal may have been a memorable one for Spurs fans, winning the Puskas Award for Goal of the Year, as well as the BBC's Goal of the Season. Uh, but to be honest, it was one we prefer to forget, as a succession of Burnley players allowed him to continue to run from the edge of his own box, past most of the Burnley team, and all the way into the opposition box, uh, before finishing with a shot past Nick Pope. Uh, that was the third goal, after efforts by Kane and Mora, and with further goals from Kane and Sissoko, it was a definite low light of the season, or indeed of recent times. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, well, let's, let's get a bit cheerier then, Dave. What Do we have a highlight? Is there anything we can put in here? Uh, we do. We've had to go back a little bit further for it. Um, back in the 1980s, the Milk Marketing Board decided to raise its profile and tried to sell more white stuff by sponsoring the League Cup between 1981 and 1986. Uh, Burnley had been promoted as Division 3 champions in the 1981-82 season. 
And despite a torrid league campaign back in the second division, uh, there are a couple of very successful cup runs. As well as reaching the quarterfinals of the FA Cup, we went one better and made it to the semi-finals of the League Cup, following a remarkable victory against Spurs at White Hart Lane in the Milk Cup quarter-final. Uh, the match was goalless at half-time, but Spurs took the lead shortly after the break. However, Burnley, who had sacked Brian Miller immediately prior to this match and put Fra- Frank Casper in temporary charge, stormed back to gain the victory. The equaliser was an own goal by Graham Roberts in the 65th minute. And ten minutes later, the home side were lucky that goalkeeper Ray Clements wasn't sent off for a deliberate handball when he was way outside his box. But from the resulting free kick, the ball was played in for Billy Hamilton to poke a shot in from close range. There was still time for another Graham Roberts own goal, and another from Hamilton to complete a memorable 4-1 victory. Good stuff. And it doesn't surprise me that we had to go back quite as far as we did there, Dave, to get a highlighter. Certainly, my recent times watching Spurs haven't been that good. Flashback. Well, we'll move now on to our first of our new features for the second half of this season. It's, of course, the tongue twister that young Dave likes to hit me with. It's our fixture flashback feature. Every week I trip <laughs> over my words. Fixture flashback. And this is your chance to get involved in the preview show. Now, Dave, talk us through this section. Uh, well, yeah, each week we're asking you to send us your matchday memories from a particular game from the past against our next opponents so that we can feature them on the relevant preview show. Uh, ideally, we'd like you to record your thoughts and send them through to us, but if you don't feel comfortable doing that, uh, we'll also take written submissions and read them out. But thankfully for this week, we do have um, a memory of a match at White Hart Lane in the 70s, and we had a recording through, which we can listen to now. Hi. My name is Jan Gindzelewski, and I have supported the Clarets for over 60 years. My memory goes back to October 1974. A group of us went down to White Hart Lane to watch a First Division game. We stood in the paddock overlooking the halfway line and got on well with the Spurs fans in that area. The game itself was a cracker. Burnley surged into a two-goal lead, but two quick-fire goals near the end levelled it up for Spurs. Just after the equaliser, with about 10 minutes left, the stewards opened all the exit gates. This prompted the hooligan Spurs fans behind the goals to our right to rush out of the ground and storm our paddock, looking for Burnley fans and trouble. My friends scarpered, but as I had no Burnley markings, I just moved out of the way and continued to watch the game. My reward was a thrilling last-minute winner by Leighton James. I resisted the urge to celebrate, but a few minutes later, I left White Hart Lane with a big smile on my face. Good stuff. What a fantastic recording that was, Dave. That is exactly what we were looking for. Yeah, spot on. I think that's uh, really good to get a, a memory like that. And if we can get one of those like that for the rest of the season, that'll be uh, that'll be brilliant. I love it. Left right hot lane with a smile on my face. There's not many fans that can say that, do they, do they Dave, I'm afraid? <laughs> <laughs> it really is. So, so yeah, so why don't you give our listeners a quick uh, refresher as to what they can do to submit their memories, please? Uh, yeah, well, our next preview show will be for our home game against Leicester City. So if you have any memories of past matches at Turf Moor against the Foxes, there's been a couple of uh, memorable ones in recent times and a few more going further back, uh, then please do get in touch to share them with us. We can accept written submissions, although we particularly like it when we receive the recordings, so we can hear it directly from you. Uh, please get in touch in the usual way by dropping us an email, 
podcast at nilnearnever.net. And we have mentioned it before, but the easiest website to use to make a recording and send us a link of the audio is vocaroo.com. I'll spell that, V-O-C-A-R-O-O.com. Com. It's free to use. There's no registration required. I actually used it myself. I did a preview for uh, a Spurs podcast this week, and I used that, and it was really straightforward to uh, to use. So I can uh, definitely recommend that one. Or obviously, you can make a own recording if you've got apps on your phone or um, or on your laptop or whatever to do. But it's a really easy way of doing it if uh, if you're not quite as confident. Yeah, definitely. Do get involved. I think when somebody does have a, a memory like that, I think it's it's absolutely superb. And uh, yeah, we were dying to hear about what everybody has to say about some good old Burnley games. Heroes and villains. Moving then on to my favourite section of the preview show, Dave, our heroes and villains section. Who is our hero for this fixture? Uh, well, we always welcome feedback and suggestions here at No Near Never. And in our last preview Ooh. show, we asked again do if we? any prime camp... Well, of course we do. <laughs> We asked if there are any prime candidates for hero or villain for this match. Um, a list of all our heroes and villains for the season to date uh, was also compiled and posted on social media. And it's fair to say we did receive some interesting suggestions. However, from all the suggestions we received, we've gone back to the game we chose as our highlight this week, and we've selected a player who scored two of the goals. Uh, at this point, I should clarify something, as there was a mischievous, or maybe it was a serious, suggestion that Spurs defender Graham Roberts, who scored two own goals in that game, should have been the hero. However, we couldn't possibly have an opposition player as a hero, could we? No. So, no. Oh, maybe. You never know. Never say never. Uh, But we've decided this time that Billy Hamilton, who scored Burnley's other two goals in that match, should be our hero for this week. And there he is. We've we've got a picture here. It's not very good for uh, listeners, but we've got a picture of him wearing that fantastic uh, all-yellow away kit with his socks rolled down, running away, celebrating a goal. I love it. I do love... I think I was talking about this when the last time we played away from home. I think if I ever found myself owning Burnley Football Club, I would make it a law that we always played in yellow. It's just a dream. What's your favourite away kit, George? Uh, the yellow kits are absolutely stunning. Uh, the, do you remember the one in, I think it was 2007, where you've got the yellow and then you've got um, the claret strip across the chest, just a one band. That that was absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, it's beautiful. I think if I had my way, I'd have always a yellow away kit and that beautiful forest green third kit that they did for the environmental one, that that for me was a dream. Oh, there we go. Let us know what your favourite shirts are, listeners, because it's definitely yellow for me. Um, but then who've we got, Dave? Do, 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 I still need some jazzy soundtrack for this. Who've you got as our villain? Oh, 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 oh. Uh, well, still once not letting again... Out, are you? No, oh, no. Oh, oh, oh. I think Matt can do better in post-production on that, to be fair. Mm. <laughs> mm. Uh, well, once again, uh, our listeners didn't disappoint, disappoint us in their suggestions for our next villain. Um, although I originally had one name in mind, I eventually changed my mind and went with one of the listener suggestions instead. So, instead of the striker, who scored four goals in Spurs' 5-0 win in 2009, uh, which was Robbie Keane, uh, we selected the player who received a straight red card in an off-the-ball incident involving Les Thompson during the League Cup game, which was played at White Hart Lane in October 1993. That player was Spurs midfielder Darren Caskey, who, for careless use of his elbows, is our villain for this week. Ooh, good stuff. Yeah. Boo. Uh, then finally, Dave, who is taking control of the game? Who is going to be our referee? 
Uh, well, this week's referee is someone we've seen in the middle for two matches already this season. Uh, they were both matches at Turf Moor and both finished 1-0. In November, Burnley beat Crystal Palace 1-0, but then we lost to Manchester United by the same scoreline uh, just last month. And the referee for both those games was Leicester-based official Kevin Friend. Yeah. Uh, the last time he took charge of one of Burnley's away games was back, uh, last season. That was uh, late last season against Norwich City. Uh, and with the help of VAR reviews, he sent off two Norwich players in a game that Burnley eventually won 2-0. Uh, Kevin Friend is an experienced official and he'll be celebrating his 50th birthday in July of this year. Uh, he took charge of his first Burnley game as long ago as 2005, uh, but perhaps the most remarkable one was Burnley's 4-3 comeback win against Preston North End in September 2010. Uh, there'll be another very experienced official as the video assistant referee for this weekend's game, and that's Martin Atkinson. Good stuff. I like it. Stat Man Dave's Stat of the Week. Now, we're not going to leave it there, Dave, because I know that you like to treat our listeners. So why don't you delve deep into the bank of stats and let us have your miscellaneous Stat of the Week. Yeah, well, this week's Stat of the Week relates to last weekend's result against West Bromwich Albion. Uh, Some of you may have remembered that Burnley played out two goalless draws in both league games against Brighton in 2017-18, as well as repeating the feat against Huddersfield Town in the same season. However, one of the advantages of having access to a database of all past match results is that it was a relatively simple task to discover how many other occasions this has happened in the past. So, the answer to that question is that the pair of goalless league games with West Brom this season was only the 15th time this has happened in Burnley's history, and only the fifth time since the new millennium. The other recent times, in addition to the three I've already mentioned, were against Leicester City and Reading, and they were both in the 2004-05 season. Good stats. Um, Well, before we have a look into this game in more detail with the panel, we do want to um, have a quick word with our travelling supporters who won't be travelling. Well, actually, no, we're the travelling supporters. We're away, aren't we? Our opposition supporters, shall we say. And we spoke this week to Ricky from The Last Word on Spurs to get his thoughts ahead of this fixture. Opposition View. Hello there, this is Ricky Sachs here from The Last Word on Spurs. I hope you guys are keeping safe and well. I'm giving you my preview ahead of Burnley to come at the weekend for Spurs. Won't be an easy game. Never is, to be honest, you're in your face, Burnley. Always a tough and tricky opposition. And to be fair, Spurs in the form they're in at the moment. Very difficult to know what kind of Tottenham team is going to turn up. I think it's fair to say... It's been a difficult watch for Tottenham at times, like I say, recently under Jose Mourinho. The last few weeks, we have seen, to be fair, um, I would say a change in style, a change in dimension. The shackles have come off, players have been allowed to play, but it hasn't seen really results flourish in the Premier League. Obviously, that win against West Brom, our last win at the moment, we obviously got beaten by Manchester City. We also lost to West Ham. So Spurs really um, in desperate need of three points against Burnley. And it won't be easy. I think Sean Dyche always sets up his teams to be organised, um, disciplined. I mean, we saw in the reverse fixture Spurs very, very lucky to come away with a win against Burnley. You know, we have to say at the time Spurs were flying high, top of the Premier League, looking in really, really good form. Almost a matter of if Spurs could compete for the title rather than if they'll make top four how those times have changed. Spurs mid-table and really at the moment floundering. I have to say, you know, our position in the league, simply not good enough for a club 
of Tottenham Hotspur standards when it's being managed by one of the greatest managers we've seen in the world in Jose Mourinho and results simply haven't gone our way recently. Um, again, there's been speculation about the manager, whether he's capable enough, whether he's good enough now to lead Spurs through this rocky period. It's been no, obviously, surprise with Jose that he's fallen out with certain players, the likes of Deli Alley, um, dare I say Gareth Bale, we've seen in the past Tungy and Dombele, players not being favoured as much, the likes of Harry Winks, Moussa Sissoko, and I think now what you're trying to see is Mourinho really trying hard to rally the troops back on side. The Europa League for Tottenham has been a real welcome relief. I think, like I say, the win on Wednesday for Spurs will give them, you know, a real, real good comfort to think, you know, they look at Bale, look at Delhi, the impact they're making on the team. Spurs need to use those players now at the weekend. There'll be question marks whether Deli Ali will play. Obviously, he's played, again, pretty much a full 90 against Wolfsburger. So, I'll be interested if Delhi does play this game. Gareth Bale, on the other hand, um, Gareth, it's a tricky one. You know, you'd love to see Gareth start at the weekend. Potentially, that's what we're hoping. Obviously, he didn't start the game against Wolfsburger. So, maybe, like I say, the plan will be to see Gareth Bale finally start for Tottenham in the Premier League. It's only been a flurry of appearances for Gareth really in the Premier League not really been given his opportunity to prove his worth it's been difficult I think to say the least in terms of how that season-long loan has worked out so far of course Tottenham fans all of us we want it to work so much with Gareth Bale we really truly do so we're hoping and praying that Gareth Bale we're in the part of a second renaissance now where he can lift himself and Spurs can lift themselves really because you look at the game against Burnley at the weekend um Simply only a win is good enough for Tottenham. Simply only a win is good enough. You know, you cannot afford to step up to Burnley if you've got any hopes of top six aspirations, let alone top four. Spurs, I think, now have to go step by step, very, very slowly, and try and just get back to winning games in the Premier League. It's been such a long time since Spurs are winning that almost now it's like they forgot to win in the Premier League. So the key now will be Spurs to get back to winning ways, get that win against Burnley. Um, I think, again, Mourinho, like we've seen recently, will shuffle his pack. Um, I would expect to see Toby Alavarold play, hopefully, this game. You know, Spurs at the moment, the problem we've got is that we chop and change the back four on so many occasions where there isn't that fluidity. There's not that consistency that has led to a stable back four in order to get results. I mean, I think you can guarantee Harry Kane, Hummin Son will be starting. Apart from that, maybe you'd say Tungy and Dombele as well. The Spurs team, and I've got to say Hoybier as well, will be in that starting lineup. Apart from that, generally, I think that is the main, main concern that for Spurs, they need to have a settled 11. They need to, like I say, approach the game with a forefront thinking of how to win it. No good sitting back. Go to win the game, and fingers crossed Tottenham can do that. So I'm going to go over 2 1 Tottenham win, and hopefully, fingers crossed, Tottenham will get over the line. But like I say, guys, best of luck for the rest of the season, and hope, like I say, you guys finish well. So, George, thoughts ahead of the match. Spurs away. Not not normally one that we can expect to get a result. No, and to be honest, I've, we've, we've still got PTSD from that 5-0 drubbing. Where I was just cold and miserable. That was horrible. That, that wasn't a pleasant oh, was experience so at all. So horrible. <laughs> so, but... But that being said, I have got a bit of hope because Spurs are in a bit of a crisis right now and we love a team in a crisis. Okay. We've beaten Arsenal this season. Liverpool, we were both... I mean, Liverpool weren't going through a crisis. We sort of started that. But definitely Arsenal. Um, so I think if there's a time to play Tottenham, it probably is around about now. 
And I think, especially coming off our run of form as well, which has been mediocre, we'll certainly be hoping to quote the blocks firing, especially with the words that Talks mm. and Dyche said after the West Brom game. So you'd hope to, you'd hope to see a bit of a, a bit more gutsier performance at the weekend. And I think if you know, it's one of them. If we get if we get a, an early goal, you never know if we can hang on to that. And even a draw would obviously be a bonus, a bonus result at the, at the weekend. So I, I guess that's the one thing that we want from these players, isn't it, George? And I think that's something that for me was lacking a little bit against West Brom is that sometimes you're going to get outclassed by a team and sometimes you can't expect to, to win at all. But as long as they put some effort in. So I think the minimum that I expect from the weekend is a real um, performance of some grit and determination and at least to see them give 100% effort. Um, I'll be really annoyed if they sort of like roll over. Yeah, definitely. That that's all you can expect, really. I think the West Brom game, they just just everyone just seemed a bit cream crackered, really, and they just they just couldn't couldn't get about the pitch as well. And you know there wasn't any sort of fight to try and win the game. Whereas you know this weekend going to a big side, you know that's the minimum that will be expected is a good shift. I mean, my, one of my favourite players, Martin Patterson. He wasn't the best player in the world, but he just used to absolutely run defenders ragged. Mm. I remember people used to just call him like a terrier. And, you know, that's exactly what he was like. So, so you know, that that's the sort of minimum expectation of the players. And then anything beyond that, let's hope we can nab a goal here uh, and keep a clean sheet and, you know, maybe come away with all three points. No, oh, I like your confidence, George. Um, Dave, on that line, do you think there is any chance of any three points? Or are you? There's no way you're predicting a win when I ask you what the score is. No way. Um, I'm not <laughs> predicting a win. No, I've, I've got to go with. I, I did the uh, preview for the um, uh, last word on Spurs as well. So, oh, you did. Um, Sorry, I meant to. They, they asked for uh, for a prediction, so I'm I'm going to have to go with the same. I went on there. I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to go for a one-one draw. I think wow. that uh, it is a good, like George said, it's a good time to play Spurs. I think, although they did win in Europe in midweek, um, I think we might sneak a draw. Goodness me! Look at this. This is like positivity. I'm going to say that Burnley are going to get a draw as well. I'm going to say we're going to. I think it's going to be a goal fest. I think it's going to be two-two. You never know. It'll be exciting. Um, let us know what your score, score predictions are, listeners. You can tweet us at known and ever, or you can email us at podcast at knownandever.net. And if you have a score prediction, um, or even weirdly, the last time we had Tom on, Dave, we had very precise what, ones. Yeah, very yeah. precise scores. Who and was going to score? Ones. Very wrong, yes. <laughs> Who was going to score? Whether it was going to be head, left foot, right foot. So, yeah, we, we had some specific specificity is the word whatever you went through all that and it was nil nil yeah exactly so we're not going to do that this week we're not going to do that at all Uh, but do let us know what you think the score prediction will be and drop us a line and see if you agree with our panellists George and Dave see if you think we've got any point of getting a draw what's the injuries like actually Dave going into the game I've just spotted that actually do we if we had any injury updates yet uh, we're not 100% sure because it's a Sunday game. They don't have the pre-match press conference till uh, Friday. So we'll find out. Well, it, 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 by the time this uh, gets published, it may be out there. Uh, what they did do, though, they did have um, a training session. So they showed players training. Um, and looking on there, we didn't see Ashley Barnes and we didn't see uh, Jay Rodriguez. Chris Wood was in there. So uh, striker-wise, we had uh, Wood, Vidra and Mumbongo as the uh, oh, three strikers that were there. So we don't don't have two of our four main strikers. Um, in the picture by the looks of it. I, I'm guessing if they weren't there, they're not going to be in the picture for uh, for Sunday. No. Can I change my prediction away from 2-2, please? <laughs> <laughs> Will we score two goals before the end of the season? That is the question. Um, 
Okay, well, we'll have to wait and see then, won't we, and see if we can get some injury news there. But yeah, it's going to be a difficult game for sure. Fantasy Premier League update. Okay, so moving on to the second half of the preview show, Dave, and we are in game week 25 of the much-coveted known and ever Fantasy Premier League. Uh, Why don't you get straight in there, Dave, and give us some updates as to what happened with game week 25? Yeah, well, we are back on track this week, uh, and as such, we're able to bring an update for our No Name Ever Fantasy Premier League table. And here are the names of the top five managers after game week 25. Uh, we've got in fifth place a climber, LEH, uh, up to fifth place with 1,621 points. We've got Gary Proctor as a non mover in fourth with 1,632. Um, Adam Dennett has gone down a place, 1,635. Uh, Sean Danaher has gone up to second with 1,641. And then the leader, non-mover at the top, is Charlie Binns with 1,659. Doing really well. Yeah, they are doing really, really well. That's. Uh, I, I just don't understand how these players are getting these points, Dave. I, just, I don't think I've ever been able to get these number of points. Um, why don't you put me out of my misery, though, on that line and let me know how Team None and Ever are doing? Uh, well, you've gone up a place. That's uh, the good news. Uh, 233rd place now out of 240. You had 59 points last week. And you've uh, broken that magic 1,000 points, Barry. You've got 1,023 Yay! points now. I don't um, think I, I got over 1,000 points all last season, you know, Dave. <laughs> you must have done. You must have done. Now, we can well. go back and check because you can go on there. Not only can you see what points you've got every week, you can also go back and see what you got in previous seasons. So may- maybe one week where we don't have um, uh, an update to do because we're in the middle of a game week, we'll go back and dissect your uh, weekly scores oh. and previous seasons. I shouldn't be as excited as I am about that because I-, I fear that that won't turn out too well for me. So, sorry, how, how-, how are the rest of, of uh, the None and Ever team doing? Uh, well, the leader in our, in our podcasters mini league is still Richard Steele. Uh, he's climbed up again. He had a really good week. He's up to forty eighth position overall now with one thousand four hundred seventy one points. Um, with four uh, with ninety six points, uh, our Rich wasn't quite the highest scoring manager for last week. Uh, that accolade goes to uh, Dermot Kinlin Martin with a very impressive one hundred and twenty two points. And how are you doing, Dave? Are you like? Uh, oh, sorry, I forgot to mention myself, didn't I? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm up twelve uh, places to 142nd. I got 76 points last week, so that puts me on 1,338 in the middle. I think you cheat. I'm pretty sure. Cheat? Yeah. How do you cheat? How? I don't know. I don't know, but I just don't <laughs> know how you get as many points as you do. And I can't believe that in the second season of the None and Ever Preview Show, you're still way ahead of me. Like next season, I I am going to finish above you. I state this categorically. <laughs> um, what about the kings of game week twenty five? Then how many do we have there? How many who are there? Uh, well, we've got a team of eleven players in a four five one formation. Uh, we had uh, Jordan Pickford in goal. We had a back four of uh, Dallas. We had James Tarkovsky got in there, despite our. Uh, uh, our match and our result, uh, getting a clean sheet obviously helped. He got nine points, must have got some bonus points as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, Fernandinho and uh, Strike of Leeds were in there as well. We had a midfield of uh, Barnes, uh, that's Harvey Barnes, obviously, uh, Rafina of Leeds, uh, Marcus Rashford and Bruno Fernandez. Uh, sorry, and uh, Luckman of Fulham. Uh, and up front on his own was Benteke of Crystal Palace, who uh, scored that late uh, winner, didn't he? 
Mm. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, God, yeah, the, the Brighton game. Good old Ben Teke. That was a good result for us, I think, in the end, George. I think uh, we were all trying to dis- dissect, weren't we, on, in our uh, panellists as to whether we thought it was going to be a draw or a win. But I think in the end, the Palace win was a good result. Yeah, definitely. I, I always find it funny, the Palace and Brighton game, because Palace always seem to have the better than and I'm not a particular fan of Brighton as a club. I don't, there's not much, there's not much about them. So, so to see that they were absolutely battering them, and then of all people, Christian Benteke comes up with you know a smashing volley the last minute. Oh, it's nice and sweet, that isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, are you in our non and ever league, George? I am. I've just checked for the first time this season <laughs> because I noticed wow. I noticed a couple of weeks ago that my entire bench was injured. But I just don't like fiddling with it. I'll do it at the start of the season and then I'll leave it be. And I'm on 1,052 points. So if if I'm correct, that means I am not below you, Natalie. So I'm not the bottom <laughs> none in and the panel. What the hell? Are <laughs> you kidding trying. me? Is this some kind of setup? <laughs> so you you did your team at the beginning of the season, haven't checked. Your whole bench is injured and you've still got more points than me. Obviously, what the just- hell? It's just tactical nous at the beginning of the season, I think. You know, that's what's really pulled it around for me. <laughs> I'm outraged. I'm genuine. That's triggered me like you wouldn't believe. Um, moving on then, let's move on to our second new feature of the second half of this season, Dave, and that is the opposition three to watch based on their fantasy Premier League points. So who are we looking at ahead of the Spurs game? Uh, well, yeah, the three highest point scorers for Spurs so far this season in the Fantasy Premier League, up to and including game week 25, are uh, Hung Min Sun, he's got 159 points, uh, Harry Kane has got 155, and those two really are way, way ahead of all the rest. We've got um, uh, Hugo Lloris is in third place on 94 points, uh, so he's well behind the uh, the other two, so they might be three to look for on uh, on Sunday. Yeah, or let's hope not. Let's hope that they all have a very quiet game and they don't score any goals. Um, so where where are we up to now in terms of game week 26? Are we going to be able to get in another update to the next preview show, Dave? Uh, I don't think so. I think the way it's going to work out is we may have another sort of, well, not a blank week, but a, a week where we have to do something different other than the uh, league updates and the uh, kings of game week. So we'll play it by ear. We'll see where we are when we're recording. But if we've not got an update to do, We'll see whether we can do something a little bit different like we did uh, previously last time when we didn't have... We had a a guest on, didn't we? Don't... Yeah, we did. And don't be shafting me with no (laughs) quizzes again because that was horrible. Did not like. Did not like at all. Um, Great. Well, obviously, do keep going, managers. And those of you who are getting towards the the business end of the table, you know, bear in mind that there is a title up for grabs here to be the winner of the None and Ever League, which does come with a prize, um, not just an on-air never sticker, which is what we promised last season, and managed to do a little bit better than that. So do keep going because you never know. You may star on next season's podcast and you may get yourself a prize. So keep going. Statman Dave's quiz question. So we finish off this week's, pro- this week's preview show, Dave, with, of course, the much-loved quiz question. What have you decided to set our listeners this week? Uh, This week's quiz question is short and sweet. Uh, Prior to Spurs moving via Wembley to their new stadium, which player scored Burnley's last ever goal at White Hart Lane? Now then, I was at this game. (laughs) And I don't remember. But I'll probably be able to work it out by process of elimination. George, without giving the answer away, can you 
think of that. You must have been at that game as well. Sorry, did you? I think I remember. Dave, did you say in what year they moved from White Hart Lane? In that no, question? which player scored Burnley's last ever goal at White Hart Lane? Oh, but yeah, you don't. That you're was not, such a sneaky way. You're not no, he's trying you're... to get a clue out of you, Dave. Not bad, not bad. Don't do it. Because I, I have someone in mind, but it might be a bit early. That's all I'm saying. You'll not get clues out of him, George. I try this every single week, and I've tried every single trick in the book to try and get clues out of him, and he is like a rock. He will not move. Um, but, yeah, no, I was at this game, and I, I don't think I can think off the top of my head, but I'll probably give it a good guess. So um, while we're thinking about that, Dave, and we will submit our answers off air... How do our listeners submit their answers, please? Uh, yeah, you, they can either tweet us or preferably send us a direct message on Twitter. Uh, that's at no never. And if we get a DM, then uh, no one else sees your answer. Uh, email us uh, podcast at never.net And again, no one else will see that. Or you can reply on the post for this preview show on either the No Name Never Facebook page or on YouTube. And we'll reveal the correct answer at the start of the next preview show. Excellent. That is good stuff. Now, before we wrap up this week's preview show then, Dave, do we have any community news or any other business that we need to deal with? Any fixture changes or anything? Uh, Yeah, we have had fixture changes because the uh, Everton game changed to the Sunday and now it's gone back to the Saturday, hasn't it? So that's uh, that's a change. Twice in two weeks that game has changed. I think it was because of... um, uh, European games and one one well obviously not our European games but other teams European games uh, one of them had moved so I think they they then got the Sunday slot so we've gone back to the Saturday slot but it's now the tea time kickoff that's on the 14th of March that's away at Everton that's now the 5.30 Saturday kickoff um, and then we're still waiting I think for the kickoff times for the um, uh, for the games after that which uh, we're going into um, April for for those, so we'll have to wait and see. Because obviously we miss a week. Uh, we did have the Leicester game originally on the twentieth of March, but that's come forward now. We're playing that oh, on yeah. uh, on Wednesday. Okay, that's good stuff. Well, I think that's all we've got time for then this week. We will wrap it up there. My thanks, as ever, go to all of the contributors to the preview show this week. We've got, and I'm going to try this. We're going to thank for their fixture flashback contribution, Jan. Gedjilevsky, is that Gedjilevsky? Do we think that's right? I think that's fairly close. Jan Gedjilevsky. Excellent. (laughs) Well, thank you, Jan, for your fixture flashback. That was a superb entry. Um, To Ricky from The Last Word on Spurs for the opposition view. And for those of you who want to listen to Dave's um, input, Dave did guest on the Last Word on Spurs podcast as well to give our opposition view. So do check that out to listen to what Dave had to say. Um, Turf Moor Stadium announcer Dominic Walker for his specially recorded previous show announcements. Um, to producer Matt for knitting all of this together. To George for joining us. George, how was your preview show debut? Yeah, really good. But you've just you've just got my brain ticking with this uh, quiz question. So I, I've, just oh. been, I've just been staring into the distance for the last five minutes, just pondering who it could be. <laughs> The Dave effect. Well, we do. We have enjoyed having you on, George, and you are welcome to come back at any time. So thank you for, for coming on and being the only member of Team None and Ever to actually suck it up and talk about that West Brom game. So thank you very much. Um, my final thanks, though, of course, go to the main man himself, the star of the previous show, that is Dave Statman-Roberts, who puts in an extraordinary amount of work to put together this this 
uh, podcast and it's just a joy to be on with him so Dave thank you very much and um, final thanks go to you the listener for downloading and listening to this episode your support is very much appreciated and we would not be here without you um the analysis show will be back probably Tuesday Wednesday of next week which will hopefully will be have more to talk about from that Spurs game and Dave and I will be back next Tuesday I would have thought mm. oh yeah we'll be there before oh that's true okay <laughs> So we've got the Liverpool game on Wednesday. Leicester. Uh, Sorry, Leicester, yes, not Liverpool, Leicester on Wednesday. So the analysis show may then end up, we might do a double podcast for both of them on maybe Thursday and Dave and I will be with you on Tuesday to preview the Leicester game. Let's do that. I think that's a good way to do it. Um, So do keep an eye out on social media and we will give you updates as we can as to when shows will be um, published. In the meantime, please take care of yourselves, look after yourselves and look after each other. Uh, If anybody is struggling at this time with lockdown seeming to be going on forever, if people are feeling isolated or just want a friendly um, chat with anybody, then the Non and Ever lines are always open. You can tweet us um, at Non and Ever or you can drop us an email at podcast.nonandever.net. If you feel like you want to be a pen pal of Non and Ever, drop us an email and we we will reply. We usually do. Um, yeah, don't be alone. Do get in touch. The Clarets family will be here to support you. Um, we will be back soon. This has been Natalie Bromley, um, and this has been the preview show brought to you by the Non and Ever podcast. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.